0: Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, Marriage and Relationship Counselor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies, and insights so you can have a world class relationship. Welcome to Relationships Turned On. This episode is all about the power of elimination. And the 10 things that I see that couples could really benefit from eliminating from their life and their relationship. Before we dive in, quick disclaimer, this is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered mental or medical healthcare advice of any kind. Okay. So often we find that we want to add more things into our relationship. We want to change things. We want to add more things into our life, right? We need the bigger job, the better job, the more paying job. We want more holidays, more days off, or, you know, higher income. We want more, 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 more. And I think in some ways society has definitely programmed a lot of us to be like that. And There's nothing wrong with wanting more. However, there is so much power in elimination. (laughs) Sometimes it's what we let go of, what we release, what we even forgive, what we tangibly stop doing that can have the biggest impact because it can create space, right? It can create space to bring in abundance. It can create space to bring in quality time. It can create space for your nervous system to regulate, for you to start being calmer, in your life, which is worth a lot, right? So it can create space. It can create the actual platform, the foundation for you then to, if later on you need to add in things, right? But you actually have to eliminate before you can add in. Because if we keep adding in, adding in, adding in, adding in, in, our plate is so full already. It's just going to tip into massive amounts of overwhelm. And so you really need to think a little bit strategic when you're looking at how do we first eliminate a few things before we think about adding anything in? So I'm going to run through the top examples. So the top 10 examples or to the top things that I see that couples do, which they need to eliminate <laughs> to create a loving, long lasting relationship. So I'm going to run through them and then we'll come back and go into them in more detail. So number one is phone and screen time. Number two is social media. Number three is spiraling and ruminating thoughts. Number four is blame, judgment, guilt, and shame towards one another. Number five is viewing the other person as not on your team or as the baddie, so to speak. Number six, the stories and beliefs around your relationship. Number seven, the I'm too tired story. <laughs> makes me tired thinking about it. The Number eight, holding on to the past and bringing it up. Number nine, fighting about a thousand and one things at once. And number 10, talking over your partner or not thinking about what they're saying when they're speaking. Right. So that was pretty rapid fire. There was a lot there. Now we're going to go through them. I'm going to discuss what I see, discuss what happens in a lot of relationships and how you can eliminate it or tweak and change it and how we can start shifting these things and creating different and new habits. So phone and screen time, often one of the best ways you can disconnect from your partner is to go on your phone or be constantly glued to a screen. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about watching a movie together and different things like that. I'm talking usually about being on your phone, scrolling through and checking out and not even looking, sharing, touching your partner. Often we say we don't have time for quality time, bet you any money you are spending most of your time on the phone or on a screen of some type, being in a place of disconnection from your partner. So eliminating and or reducing this time can make a big overall impact on your relationship. Do I need to say that again? I think I will say that again. It's so important. Reducing your screen time can make a big overall positive impact on your relationship. It paves the way for more quality time. Being intentional about how you spend your time in the evening together and the time that you do have is the biggest game changer or one of the biggest game changers you can implement into your relationship. So you actually have quality time. Quality time is not a myth. <laughs> it's something you must have to sustain a baseline you know, connection. Um, and that's not even talking about thriving and all those things. That's just a baseline connection to be able to talk about logistics, how you are, what's going on, those types of things is a baseline connection. So reduce or eliminate screen time. Number two is social media. Look, There's a lot of stuff that comes up in social media and I'd say reducing and eliminating social media time is so important for many reasons. Sometimes what we're getting on the screen can be really negative for our brain space. It can be maybe not conducive to thinking about a long lasting loving relationship. It depends what's coming up on your screen or it can be not conducive to you yourself as an individual having good positive mental health. Often we're comparing to one another or we're thinking, oh, my goodness, these people have this thing or we're thinking, why aren't we there yet? Like, or just spiraling in terms of, oh, like just being trapped in the how many likes, how many followers or I need to post this or I need to do this. Social media can be a fantastic tool if it's used correctly, but often it doesn't add to our relationships. It subtracts from our relationships. So I really want you just to think about it for yourself Does it add or does it subtract from your relationship? And is there a way you can reduce your time? You can actually go into the back of the iPhone, into the settings, and put a check on your social media. So you can say, I only want to spend an hour a day on social media. And then they'll get alerts from, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And it'll say, Hey, you're approaching. It's, you know, five minutes left on your hour for the day. And it reminds you, and you're like, Wow, like, have I actually spent that much time on it? Because those, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes checking, just checking what's going on, adds up significantly. I know I did it. <laughs> okay. so no judgment here. I totally get it. It's such a time cycle. We can be so easily sucked in, right? It's purposely created like that. Now, the next one, number three, is spiraling and ruminating thoughts. Now, to be clear, there can be a connection between the social media and the spiraling and ruminating thoughts. Just want to make that clear for you as well in case that's you. But eliminating the spiraling and ruminating thoughts is so important because it can actually start to really erode and create a detrimental impact in your relationship if you are thinking negative thoughts. Now, it can be negative thoughts about yourself. It can be negative thoughts about the relationship or even other areas of your life. It will take its toll and it will have an impact. Now, that shows up for every couple differently, but it definitely does take a toll and does create a big impact. I have previous episodes on spiraling and ruminating thoughts and the techniques you can use to help stop that. I'd really recommend you go and check that out because it's a really good one for you to help, you know, actually take tools and put it into action to stop those thoughts. Number four to eliminate is blame, judgment, guilt, and shame towards one another. Now, yes, big emotions right there. But if we get into the constant, let's take blame for example, the constant blame game of you're not doing this, you're not showing up, you're not doing this, I'm only, you know, I'm the only one um, putting into this relationship or whatever, we're blaming the other person. And what I'd like you to do is just for a second, take an audit of yourself and create some self awareness around, well, hang on, how am I actually showing up in the relationship? Because you'll find if you pivot slightly, even if it's five, percent two percent or ten percent and you're showing up that much better towards the other person you watch their reaction change yeah you might need to do it two or three times right but the way you show up matters and has a dramatic impact on the relationship as a whole so where can you reduce eliminate let go of the blame judgment guilt and shame towards one another because these are really heavy emotions and can really weigh your relationship down Number five is viewing the other person as not on your team or as like the baddie, right? Like they don't have your back kind of thing. I always say that a team mentality is so important that even if your partner says something and it doesn't sound like you're on the right team, you need to stop and you need to clarify because 99% of the time the other person does have your back and is on your team. They're just saying it wrong. It's just kind of coming out how it comes out, right? And, you know, if you don't have those communication skills, then... It can be really hard to know how to say it or if we have trouble expressing our thoughts and feelings, it can be hard to know how to say this. So we need to really always be checking and viewing the other person as on our team as they have our back and assuming that standpoint, right? And checking with them, hey, is what you really meant this? Checking their intent behind what they're saying is so important. And then you'll see, hey, yeah, they're on my team. Hey, they're not, but most of the time you'll see they're on their, they're on your team. Okay. Number six is the stories and beliefs around relationships. Now uh, we have a lot of stories and we have a lot of beliefs about our relationship, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our partner, you know, our relationship with our children, or maybe our relationship with our parents. Now you need to think about what is the constant story? And, you know, it might be unconscious, but you can still bring this to the surface, story you're telling yourself about your relationship so some people will say my relationship's fabulous it's so great it's so good and you'll often see that reflected if it's a genuine thing that they're saying and other people will be like oh it's so terrible and I wish they'd do this and I wish they'd do that and they're not doing this and they're not doing that and we're focusing on the negative so you're going to get more of the negative the more on what you focus on is what you're going to get So you need to switch your focus to what's actually working, what's going well and focusing on the positive and really thinking, what beliefs am I holding about this relationship? Like, are we expecting this relationship to be good, roses, you know, amazing, connected, the sparks are flying 24-7? Like, because if that's your expectation, you know, that's not realistic. So you need to really be thinking, what are the expectations? What are the beliefs? what are the stories I'm telling about my relationship? Are they true? Are they realistic? Do they serve me? And do they serve my partner? Number seven is the I'm too tired story. Now, I'm going to be a little bit brutal here because let's face it, one day we'll all be dead. I know it's, it's dark, right? But one day we'll all not be here. And you know, I imagine if I was on my deathbed, for example, and I was thinking about all the times that I said I'm not I'm too tired and I didn't have fun and I missed opportunities for connection, you know, or love or joy with my partner. Um, how would that make me feel? Now I get it, there's responsibilities and there's life and there's all those things, but I just would like you to put a little bit of focus or attention on what if here and there you decided that stuff being too tired I'll push through you know and we'll have that time for joy connection and fun you know the I'm too tired story can become a constant story in your mind and sometimes it's like is that actually real like how much did I do today or am I just constantly telling myself that making me tired like literally by I am telling my body how I am and now I'm It's making me literally tired. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not negating everyone has so many things going on in general. It's just more about checking your story, yeah, and then checking how often we're saying this. And if it's a constant thing, then maybe we need to mix it up a bit. Maybe we need to have a more empowering story, okay? Now, that's not. I'm all for rest and all of those things as well, but it's the story that's holding you back around that one. Number nine to eliminate or let go of. Is holding on to the past and bringing it up. So sometimes we'll hold on to things and we'll keep them and we'll keep them and then we'll talk about them and we'll bring them up and again and again and again and again and again. Here's my question to you is how is that serving you again and is that serving you? Is that serving your partner? Is that adding to or subtracting to your relationship? I find often that's subtracting from your relationship. It's actually taking you down the path of how are we here, we haven't resolved things, all of that type of things. The ability to forgive and let go is empowering for yourself and your partner. So the more you can forgive and the more you can move forward, the better you'll feel, the more energised you'll feel because the unforgiveness holds a heavy, heavy, heavy weight. So forgiveness is not forgetting. It's not, it's still holding healthy boundaries, but it's not holding that within yourself, within your cells. Number nine is fighting about 101 things at once. So if you're going to fight about the fact that the shoes are still at the door, you fight really good about that. (laughs) You don't bring up all of the things from the past, all of the things that happened yesterday. You just fight about the shoes at the door. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous, sounds funny, I know. But if you're talking about 6,000 things at once, how are you going to reach a resolution about anything? everyone becomes confused, everyone comes pissed off, angry, overwhelmed, fight about the one thing and do it really good. (laughs) So eliminate fighting about 101 things at one time. Number 10 is talking over your partner or thinking about what you want to say or crafting your response in your head before they even finished speaking. Now, I see this a lot. And it comes, I think, from a very defensive position. Like, I need to defend what was just said. That's not true. Or That's not right. And, like, to be honest, and I say this with love and respect, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they have a different opinion. It doesn't matter that they saw it differently. It doesn't matter any of those things. What does matter is how much you love one another, how you can clearly communicate, how you can switch, modify that, how you can remain present in the moment to listen to what they're saying and what they're thinking and they're feeling. And don't get me wrong, it's not that easy. You know, you've got to practice that. But staying present and really hearing and receiving what your partner's saying, honestly, that could fix 90%, maybe 80% (laughs) of a lot of relationships issues because people need to be heard and understood and feel like the other person has understood their point of view. They don't have to believe it but they need to have empathy. They need to have understanding. They need to feel important enough that you've taken the time to listen and hear them, yeah, and and check for that understanding and meaning. It's so crucial. Honestly, I can probably go on about that all day. I won't. (laughs) But really, how can you start eliminating talking over your partner and thinking about what you want to say next? Now, all the things I've shared are honestly probably built-in habits, And so what I want you to do right now, pen and paper, notes on your phone if you're not driving, and I want you just to write down one or two things that I have mentioned that you would like to reduce or eliminate, and then the next one or two actions that you can immediately take, so today, the next hour, whatever you can do, that you can immediately take to put them in place. For example, if I said mine was screen time or too much time on social media, Maybe I go on the back-end settings and set that tracking up to see how long I'm actually spending on social media to create additional awareness. Maybe I set a time that I know, okay, after I brush my teeth, I don't pick up my phone again. Or after dinner or or before dinner, the phone's off, I'm done for the day with the phone. Whatever it is, put it in there. If you need reminders in your, reminders, set up reminders, post-it notes around the place. Make sure you can connect it to something that you're already doing as a habitual habit so it can be more automated for you because these are habits. Most of these are just habits and and wiring of our neural pathways. And so we just need to create new neural pathways to have a better outcome for you. So again, I'd love to hear what you're eliminating, what you're reducing and then how that's impacting you. Please, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a comment or review. It would mean the world to me and help this get out to more people. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, it's time to turn your relationship on.